0: What's going on internet? The Black Okage here, aka TVH and to be honest, I'd like to welcome you guys back to Hokage Thoughts, the show where I ain't no hoes, but I do think out loud here on anchor.fm slash the black okage. We are also available on Spotify and all the uh, 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 My Soul It burns. Last episode I I got my intro right and this one I didn't. Jesus fucking Christ. We're only doing one take. I'm not it's friday i'm not doing that again (laughs) uh today which i am recording this podcast is august 24th 2018 and i want to kick this podcast off by letting everyone know that today i busted my ass uh my landlord decided to paint the front porch and she didn't tell anybody ahead of time or while she was doing it didn't send a text message or anyone didn't even even bother to leave a sign after the paint was done so there i was about to go run some errands and i took one step out of the front door and i slipped and busted on my ass and uh all my front, all, all my neighbors saw it. All my neighbors it. I got, I got paint all over my clothes. Uh, I look like a complete idiot. I look like fucking Medusa hit me, cause like the paint was gray. So it looked like fucking Medusa tried to turn me into stone, and I got away. <laughs> I look like a fucking idiot, bro. But uh. Yeah, how was everyone else's day? Hopefully well, hopefully well. Uh, well enough to consider supporting this show financially. Anchor has a new subscribe button you can find on my profile at anchor.fm slash theblackokagi. Obviously, you don't need to subscribe and help me out financially, but it is always appreciated when someone throws a few bucks your way for all this free content you're supplying, because I'm supplying, at least. Because, uh, Lord knows, I got bills. Um, Anyway. Well, today's episode, we are going to be talking about some gaming, anime, some YouTube life type stuff, and a lot about all the music. A little bit of music. <laughs> I sound like I'm from Baltimore. Music. <laughs> and on the gaming front, the first thing I want to talk about is uh, this rumor that hit the internet this week. Um, it is rumored that a new Nintendo Switch is coming to a consumer near you. I don't even i don't even know what that even sounds right. Like, but uh, a store near you, whatever. Uh, so the rumor is that this new Nintendo Switch would be called the Nintendo Switch Pro. Why? Because it's supposed to be something, I guess, that's gonna compete with the Xbox One X and the PS4 Pro. It's gonna be something that's gonna be a little bit more, have a little bit more power under the hood. Um, the Pro comes from the fact that, and keep in mind, this is a rumor. This is coming from somebody off of Reddit. You can't trust people off of Reddit. I'm about 95% sure this shit ain't true, but you know, we don't talk about it anyway. Um... The rumor is that there's going to be an upgrade of eight gigabytes of RAM on it, 128 gigabytes of internal storage, which I guess is a big deal. It's not a lot, but like the the base model switch, I think it comes with like five gigs. The one that I have, I don't know. Don't quote me on that, but it's not a lot. Um, and then it's going to have uh, 4K upscaling and 4K support. Um, not, no details on like a CPU or a GPU, but just the fact that the dude was talking about 4K support means it's going to be a pretty powerful CPU and GPU because you need both to display that type of imagery. Um, the reason I wanted to bring this up is because for a moment let's pretend like this is true. If this is true I'm fucking pissed because I just bought my Switch last year 2017. It's like a year old. I think I've played maybe one or two games on it that I've beaten like when the Switch first came out it was hot it was hot, 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 hot. uh coming out the gate with games but like this past like year for 2018 has been pretty dry for the nintendo switch we do have a uh, super smash bros ultimate coming but for the most part it's been pretty dry for the switch i mean you have octopussy traveler uh, I, I which i've heard is an amazing game i know anon has it he loves it uh fucking i think ethos and Siggy have it and they love it and then ace has it as well a lot of us in the gr switch gang it's just i didn't want to get it because it was like a hundred hour game and i know i wasn't going to beat it maybe i'll i'll maybe i'll get it like somewhere like next summer or something like that when there's nothing to play put it on the back burner but like these hundred hour games i just i can't beat them on the spider-man's coming and i'm sorry just spider-man's type takes priority so i'm sorry switch i'm not playing octopussy traveler um But yeah, so this Nintendo Switch, like I said, the 8 gigabytes of RAM, 128 gigabytes of internal storage, 4K upscaling. We don't know anything about the CPU and GPU. And another rumor is uh, one of the first games to come to it is that new Resident Evil 2 remake to show off the power of the quote unquote Switch Pro um the reason that this dude claims that nintendo is considering creating a switch pro is because all of a sudden they have a fascination with 4k gaming they want to compete with the xbox and the uh the playstation which i have a hard time believing because since the wii era which was two generations ago might i add you uh well we came out like what 2005 2006 or something like that two gaming generations ago nintendo has has never really been big on the graphics they've always been about gameplay and then of course gimmicks with like touchscreen and the motion controls and stuff like that. They've always tried to be consumer friendly, trying to cut corners, find ways to supply you with a cheap console. And all of a sudden, you're telling me now they want to make a super workhorse console that it's gonna be more expensive because if they do put specs in there that's gonna support 4k right off the bat it's gonna be at least 500 at least 500 and it might be more and i refuse to believe that nintendo wants to bring that because they've always been like the family console the the kid game like like the stuff that you get to your kids is a little bit cheaper i refuse to believe this and like i said i'm pissed at this shit is because i just bought my damn switch i'm not and listen i just bought it and I listen. I know I could do, I could demonstrate self control, but if they really come out with another Nintendo Switch, a pro version, it's gonna make me mad because I'm gonna want it. I'm gonna have to trade it in. I'm gonna have to spend more money on a new console, knowing damn well ain't no fucking games out besides Smash Bros for that shit. When is Metroid Four coming? God damn it! We need more. We need other games too. So I'm hoping this isn't true. If it is, everybody pray for our wallets because I don't know what we're gonna do. God damn it, Reggie! Stop this. If it's real, stop it. Go call Nintendo Japan. I know Nintendo America and Nintendo Japan are like two different things, but call. I know you got the number. Hey, it's your boy Reggie, your residential Haitian at and ten dollar. Oh, stop. TBHS, stop. <laughs> Just stop this shit, bro. And then also, if they come out with a pro version, do we still got to play for the online? That expensive-ass console, man, like, I already got a PlayStation 4 Pro, I got an Xbox One X, I got a PC, man. Like, Nintendo, stay in your lane, do what you do, create creative games that are not all about the graphics, keep things cheap, keep it portable. If you were to come out with a Switch Pro, I would suggest, don't necessarily focus on the graphics, but focus on the battery life, improve the battery life on the Switch um so that you can have more portability on it because i mean it's not cool taking a flight i don't know if anybody's ever taken a flight with a switch it's not cool having it plugged in 24/7 it'd be nice to just have less cables and sit there and play it on a flight and stuff like that or if you're on a road trip in the car or something like that work on the battery life and the functionality of the switch don't worry about the fucking graphics that's what i want to see uh if i were to suggest some type of improvements and of course more games but uh yeah that's just a rumor take it all with a grain of salt um hopefully uh it's not true oh one more thing God damn! <clears throat> another reason they were like fascinated with graphics this dude claims is uh, a <clears throat> damn! i gotta clear all this booty juice out of my throat that i was drinking earlier uh sh- if you never had any organic almond honey roasted booty juice is very good if you can't get that get the cheaper the cheaper kind of the store brand the booty fumes it's like booty juice but like it's just the fumes so you can get a little bit of taste of it but anyway <clears throat> Like I was saying, uh, another reason that uh, they're, they're considering quote unquote this guy claims to make a Switch Pro is they're trying to entice more third-party developers. Uh, supposedly, uh, well, you know, since like I would say the NES, Super NES, and then uh, GameCube. No, I mean N64. N64 came out. Of that. They all had good third-party support. At the start, at the game, during the GameCube era, that's when Nintendo started to go downhill in terms of third-party support. The GameCube had terrible third-party support. Um, The Wii had awful third-party support. The Wii U didn't even have no games. Uh, and the Switch, uh, I mean, it has good indie support, which falls under third-party support. But we want more dooms, you know what I'm saying? More, uh, more, more like the Resident Evil that's rumored. Like you want every game on the Switch that you can have. Some people can't afford every console, so if they can get as many games as possible on the platform, it's it's better for everybody. And that's that's basically another reason I would be pissed. I'm mad I forgot about that. But <clears throat> it is what it is. Like I said earlier, take it all with a grain of salt. It's not necessarily true, but if it is, I will be mad. Reggie, get on the phone. Call all the guys. Call, call Miyamoto. I don't, no, 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 no. What Mario say? Ay, 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 ay. Get on the phone with Miyamoto. Uh, hello? Ay, 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 ay. Just play the Mario clip. Uh, anyways, <laughs> moving on to other gaming news. This one is a question from you guys. And of course, if you guys want to submit a question to me that will appear on the show, be sure to submit them at anchor.fm slash Just click the send a message. Uh, button on my profile and you'll be able to record a voicemail via your phone for free and if i like the question i will play it this first one is coming from damon um, and he wants to talk about multiplayer games let's see what he has to say why do you think most multiplayer games do not hold the longevity like they used to in the old days all right damon i got you i got you i think the reason that multiplayer games do not hold their weight like they used to back in the day is uh simple answer i feel like we as a society have become spoiled at least in the first world, um, back in the day, I, I can remember the first, the first online game that I ever played is SOCOM Fireteam Bravo, and then SOCOM Fireteam Bravo Two on the PSP. I know, I know. What your first online experience was on a PSP? Oh man, it was magical, bro. Me and my homie Carter, boy, uh, we was in high school. Fucking, uh, this is back. This is back before there was like, I think Xbox Live had just came out. Uh, but, but besides Xbox Live, there was no real like party system or friends list or like no type of ecosystem to help you uh, party up with people. So back then, I remember like uh, he was in my Carter was in my computer class, my computer science uh, was it computer? It was some computer class. I don't know. We were not doing no computer work. All I know is we were playing Flash games on MiniClip. Ha <laughs> ha! Shout out to clip if you know what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, I remember we would like we'd be in class every day and like we'd be playing. We were like SOCOM addicts and. Like i said this is before list and all this other shit. uh and you basically uh you basically had to we'd be like yo let's meet up on psp at 6 p.m eastern time <laughs> so then both of us would get on at 6 p.m and then they they did have a they didn't have like a xbox live friends list but they had an in-game friends list so you basically had to wait for your friend to appear online and shit like that and that shit was just magical the gameplay was awesome still one of my favorite games ever i did play socom one and two on the ps2 eventually but uh Believe it or not, my first SOCOM experience was on the PSP. And those games were still great. I wish they would bring that, the Fireteam Bravo series. It was fucking awesome. <clears throat> but the point being is, back then you had to jump through all these hoops and do all this other shit. And then on top of that, that's like the only... At least at the beginning of the PSP's license, I that's like the only online game that I could think of that actually support had online support. There wasn't a lot of online support for PS2 games, and there were like a few, like on the Xbox, they just had Halo, basically. Like, <laughs> there wasn't, but I'm, what I'm trying to get at is, is there there wasn't as much content back then. So if you had a copy of Halo, you had to play Halo, and that's what we used to play all fucking day. We used to have LAN parties all fucking night on the weekend, up till 3, 4, 5 a.m. and the shit. Same thing, We play SOCOM till 3, 4, 5 a.m. and the shit. That's all we had. That's all we had to play versus today, I mean, to be honest, if you're, okay, if you're a console gamer, this doesn't necessarily, no, maybe if you're only a console gamer, this could apply to you too. I don't know. I don't want to say that specifically, but I know at least if you have a gaming PC, there are games that come out every day on Steam, bro. Games come out every fucking day. Think about that. We went from like the early 2000s and the 90s to getting a few games a year to every fucking day games come out. And and these games aren't necessarily shitty. It's it's hard to keep up with all this shit. There's too much content. The streets are being flooded. It's like your favorite trap rapper, you know, flood the streets. The streets is being flooded by game developers, mostly indie game developers, and on top of that, you have the, your your typical triple A experiences. And then let's take into account back when we were kids. DLC wasn't even a thing DLC counts as content you got people out there that are into like take the Destiny community for example I don't want to say all Destiny players are like this but I'm sure a lot of Destiny players don't give a fuck that Spider-Man and Super Smash Bros and Red Dead Redemption are coming out all they care about is that Forsaken expansion that's coming out to Destiny 2 in uh, in September that's content bro. there's so many different types of forms of content for us to absorb and it's hard to keep up with it all and that's why i feel like a lot of games fall to the wayside not necessarily because they're bad but we as humans we want the we want the forbidden fruit we want to taste test everything i mean like what's the name like would you would you rather have if if both things were ten dollars right would you rather have get you a know, ten dollars for a hamburger and some fries and a drink or would you rather pay ten dollars to get a 12 course meal where you get to try all different types of things out. You get a burger, a steak. You get all different types of, I don't know, lobster. Like, you're going to go for the 12-course meal. And I feel like gaming has become a 12-course meal. And we're all trying to consume it, but we just cannot keep up. And it's, it's just impossible. So, I feel like that's why a lot of games fall by the wayside. Now, obviously, you have games that break through the barrier, such as Fortnite or even PUBG. Because PUBG, regardless, if, you like, if you're a PUBG or a Fortnite fan, maybe you're even both... PUBG is not dead. It's still popping. It's still one of the top five games on Twitch. People are still playing that game. People are still playing Fortnite. So every once in a while, games come along and they do get super addicting. But back in the day, one of the main reasons I played the hell out of Gears of War is because Gears of War was the only thing to play. Not to say that the game was fucking amazing. Don't get it twisted. But it was one of the few only great online experiences. Um, And that's actually another point, right? So let's talk about gears of war i don't know what came out during the same year um but on the xbox 360 that's when the, the online stuff really started to pop off uh obviously there were other games to play but there's a difference between a good online experience and a just an online experience gears of war was a great online experience even with all those glitches shout out to all my crab walkers used to play rank matches like me and troll people uh <laughs> uh nowadays uh i feel like the gap has is has closed there's no longer a bunch of just online experiences most online experiences are good besides ea games because they like to put a bunch of microtransactions in there but i would argue most online experiences are good and 2k uh (laughs) but i feel like that gap is widening like uh, i mean closing so like even indie developers are capable of getting dedicated servers and creating a great online experience so because you have all this content a higher quality of content it makes it harder to Maintain a game and keep it popularity, like you really got to create something that stands out. Otherwise, people are just gonna go with the 12 course meal and just kind of sample things here and there and there and there and there. You might play the game for one to three months and then you're gonna drop it and move to the next game. Um, that's why I would say it, it, it holds longevity. I, w- I don't think it has anything to do with the quality of the games. I think, in terms of them being bad, I think it has to do more with the quality of the games being good and people always want to consume more. I mean, look how fast the internet works. There's a new meme every fucking week, bruh. Like, it's the same thing with gaming, bruh. I don't, I don't even—I don't even know what the fuck they had to do or anything, but that would have to be my guess. I just think there's too much content out there. I mean, look at um—they call—they call, they call uh—the fall season, gaming season, called October Broke October because it's so much content to consume. And uh, are you gonna sit back and not play all that greatness, or are you gonna just you know stick to one game? Uh, the days of the days of a game like War World of Warcraft consuming your life are over, I think, unless they do something absolutely unique. That it just makes them stand out from the pack. That would have to be my answer to your question. Uh, Moving on to other gaming news. This one is just really interesting. I had to put this in my notes. Um, So NBA 2K is uh, 2K19 is due out like a couple weeks net from now, uh, which I'm recording this. Um, and a lot of people are excited because they're talking about all the fixes. Um, I'm not gonna lie, Mike, Mike, uh, Mike Wang, Mike Wong. I don't know how to pronounce his name. He's one of the developers on the game. He's on Twitter, just running his mouth about all the different features, and people are getting excited. They're showing a lot of love for post scores, a lot of love for slashers, like uh, they're re- revamping the defense. They claim so it's really inter- and they just they just released yesterday uh, a new trailer. What is it called? Um, the uh, I don't know. But in the trailer, it did show a lot of new animations. As someone, If you don't play basketball games, you're not going to notice the difference. But I play basketball games, so I see the differences. And I like wows like, wow, they're actually looking like they might improve this game. I don't know what the server is going to look like. But gameplay, it does look a little bit better. Um, and the reason I wanted to bring up 2K is all these new features that are announcing. And the one, the number one thing it seems like people are excited about. And it upsets me this is a selling point. NBA 2K announced that on their official Twitter that cutscenes will be skippable in 2K19. Now, if you don't understand why this matters, let me break it down for you. In NBA 2K18, the game damn near became, it had a lot of issues. It damn near became a mobile game. So in the game, uh, in 2K, it uses this thing called VC, which stands for virtual currency. Virtual currency dictates everything. How much uh, your haircut, your shoes cost, you use it to upgrade your player. You you, you literally use it for everything. It's money. Um, and ever since they introduced VC in the first I don't I was it like 2K14 I think they introduced VC or 2K11 2K, one of those 2Ks it's progressively gotten worse and I feel like 2K18 was the boiling point for a lot of people it just became too much it costs like 200,000 VC to get your player to like 85 overall and if you don't know how much that costs that's like $100 bro it's fucking ridiculous uh and then on top of that they removed rookie mode if you don't know why rookie mode matters in 2K uh, they have this thing called the badge system in 2K where you, uh, let's say um, you play a sharpshooter and uh, you want to you like taking difficult shots. They get a difficult shots badge. I don't know if they get that, but let's say they do. They get the difficult shots badge. If you get that badge, you become even more proficient at taking difficult shots. There's a bronze, a silver, a gold, and then a hall of fame if you're a pure sharpshooter. Um, rookie mode made it easier to get those badges because your, your rookie mode is basically easy mode. There's rookie, pro. Superstar and then Hall of Fame, I believe. Um, rookie mode made it easier because then you could just shoot from whatever, hit your shots, and then get your badges easily. And the reason you wanted to do that is you just wanted to grind as quickly as possible so that you can go play Pro Am, which is competitive 2K. Um, and then on top of that, they removed the option to skip cutscenes. You could skip cutscenes in 2K17. So this is a big deal because the trifecta, the three-headed monster that I just named, the VC, the lack of rookie mode, and you can't skip cutscenes made it hard to grind your character. If you can't skip cutscenes, you have to sit through all those shitty-ass cutscenes while you're trying to grind your character, and those cutscenes in 2K are fucking long. And I think people are excited because they they clipped off one of the three-headed monsters. Now it's a two-headed monster. It's looking like VC's still going to be there. Hopefully, they bring back rookie mode to ease some of the pain and the grind Um, because... You want the grind a bit a little bit easier, so you can create multiple builds and try out different things in the game. If you can't try out different things, you have to stick to one player, and it's just fucking annoying. And it, just the the cutscenes being skippable is awesome because a lot of the times the story mode in these games are fucking awful. And I think the last OK story mode was uh, 2K16 with uh, frequency vibrations and uh, Basquiat uh what is (laughs) mixtape that was the uh the story from uh the director i can't i'm having a brain freeze i'm upset that i don't even remember his name whatever uh the point being is y'all are really excited about these kibble skippable cutscenes, and i'm really upset that this is a selling point for the game because i I, So for those you don't know i own gamingilluminati.com uh at gi updates on twitter if you guys want to follow us for the latest gaming news we post what we find to be uh important not just every fucking thing like some sites uh, and uh what's the name i i, I posted an article uh, saying that nba 2k not 16 nba 2k 19's cutscenes will be skippable wrote a whole article about it breaking it down so not only will the cutscenes be skippable but after you complete the prelude for the first time you can skip the entire prelude the second time um and this was our most retweeted and liked article in probably six months i think at this point it has over 200 fucking like likes or retweets or something like that. Like, people are really sharing it. People are really excited. I'm like, damn. So, y'all do be, y'all do see our articles that we be posting. Y'all just don't be sharing them unless it just really interests you. And I mean, we could, we could, we could post an article about Cyberpunk 2077, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, fucking this game, that game. Y'all don't care. But when it comes to them skippable cutscenes in NBA 2K19, here come the shares, the share. I don't know why I did it, Men in, Men in Black um, remix, but. What the fuck? I bust my ass writing these articles, bruh And y'all telling me y'all only care about skippable cutscenes? I'm happy too. But goddamn 47. Jesus fucking Christ. I see we got to make a poll or something to see what y'all are interested in because this is some bullshit. It's nice to see skippable cutscenes are coming back, but this should not be a selling point. It shows you how money hungry 2K has become and it shows you how I feel like the community has a abusive relationship with 2K, the community, uh, 2K, like, the 2K community is basically a significant other of 2K, and 2K just, just smacks us up all the fucking time, (gasps) excuse me, gives us black eyes and shit like that, and we try to report it to the police, and nobody believes us, uh, by police, we mean, like, you know, I don't know, gaming journalists and shit like that, hopefully they write about it, people have been making more videos about the, uh, the, the, the VC situation and the lack of rookie mode and all the glitches and shit like that, but, Will 2K listen? I don't know. We shall see. They did write that they have been listening, but I don't know. I don't know. We'll see when the game comes out a couple months. I was going to say a couple months, a couple weeks. I think it comes out September 7th. If you pre order or you buy the Legendary Edition or something like that, one of those two, we shall see. um Also, the NBA Live 19 demo is out at the moment. Uh, I know it's cool to clown NBA Live, but it's always good to have competition uh so check that out it's available on psn and xbox uh i don't know why they don't put the game on pc especially because madden came to pc this year so bring live to pc goddammit! if you want to grow the community uh yeah basketball i love it fuck yeah uh (laughs) moving on to anime news this one is a question from khaled listen and uh he wants to talk about uh dubbed and subbed anime here's what he's got to say hey tbh what are your thoughts on Dubbed anime versus subbed anime. Because a lot of people don't like dubbed anime because they either seem too childish or just not energetic enough. Thanks. Alright, good question, good question. The age old dubbed versus subbed, subbed versus dubbed debate. Dung, dung, dung. To be honest, this really isn't a debate. To be honest, uh, most of the controversy that I see on this subject comes from the subbed anime. The subbed version of the community, uh, for some reason, they just feel the need to bully and harass people who watch dubbed anime. They love to tell them how shit the voice actors are, and this, that, and the third, and how it might come out later, and this, that, and the third. Uh, I was thinking about making a video waging war on the retard, the retardation of the sub community. I like so, so hold up. What I'm about to say, if it, if the shoe, if the shoe fits, then be mad. But for the most part, if it don't apply, let it fly. Okay. Uh, most this bullshit comes from the sub side of the anime, uh, sub side of the community. And I'm about to basically just dig holes in all their bullshit. First of all, y'all take this shit too seriously. It's fucking cartoons. Yes, I said cartoons, okay? Anime are just fucking cartoons. They're Japanese cartoons. Get over yourselves. It's just cartoons. That's my first point. It's not that serious. And then also, why do, why do y'all care how dub- people who watch Dubbed consume the content, right? The most important thing is that they consume the content. How does me watching dubbed anime affect your ability to watch sub? Have you ever stopped to think when you make these dumbass comments about Oh, dubs are horrible, this, that and the third, that the voice acting doesn't bother me and that's why I watch it? Fuck you. And I'm talking about the people that do this shit in the sub community. Fuck you, because I, I, to be on I could be wrong. I really don't see this coming from the dub side. People who watch dub just be minding their own business and shit like that. Um, I, I watch, I watch both. I mostly watch. I would say, like, I'd say mostly, I'd say like 90% dubbed. And if I'm really into an anime and I can't wait, then I will watch the sub. But so it's like whatever but i mostly watch dub um also like i said going back to the consuming the content part that's the most important thing right stop chastising people how they watch the anime and be happy that they're watching anime because a long time ago back in the 90s when i was a kid there was a big stigma about watching anime you are a dweeb a a loser whatever it's cool to watch anime accept it more people are getting into it and there's nothing wrong with someone being casual casual has become a word i feel like that's been coming like an insult casual just means that you're not that into it as much as someone who's hardcore but it doesn't mean that you're not into it you shouldn't down somebody because they are um and going back to i said it's important that they uh consume the content uh like i said back in the 90s early 2000s it was like toonami was the only way to get anime or if you like if you had a local video store you know you had the anime section in the back of the video in the back of the video store that you can find and they had all the weird shit the hentai and tentacle porn and shit uh, y'all know what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's the name? Uh, but going back. Uh, yeah. So when it comes to consuming content, it's important because we want we want the community, we want the industry known as anime to grow. And the only way it's going to grow is if more people consume it. So whether you're watching dubbed or subbed, it's good you're consuming it because you're helping the industry grow. When you're consuming the content, and I'm assuming that you watch legally, uh, whatever you do, you know, if you got them alleged links, whatever that's your business. But the more people that you bring in, that's the more people subscribing to Country Roll, Funimation, Viz Media, whatever, which brings more money into the industry. Who gives a fuck? Do you, do you think, do you think Crunchyroll cares whether or not you rob sub the dub? They just want you to sub so they can bring in more money. They bring in more money, they can bring more shows to North America. So why are you upset that somebody watches dubbed versus subbed? It doesn't sub versus dub, it doesn't matter. As long as you're consuming, you're helping the grow, the community grow. Stop being gatekeepers. That shit is corny. As long as someone has a real passion and love for something, let them enjoy it. And on top of that, uh, one thing that like uh, that pissing me off about what they do being the sub community too. I don't watch dub because fucking the voice actors are terrible. Have you watched a dub recently? Have you taken a look at Funimation's simul dub uh, cast program? Where they basically bring anime over almost as soon as it comes out subbed, and they dub it. Like I think uh, My Hero is like two episodes behind the sub. Like back in the day, you'd be like a whole year behind the fucking sub. Now it's like a now it's like one or two episodes. So like I can watch the dub and keep up, and I can still enjoy the show. Um, you shouldn't be mad because like I said, have you watched the dub recently? Like most of these dubs, My Hero's dub is fine. Fucking, I watch Black Clover. The dub is fine to me. Like. I don't understand what you're so the voice is just the intricacies see do y'all do this shit in real life like when you and, and I'm just going to assume most y'all don't got friends who do this shit okay when you go to talk to people you'd be like yo he seems like a great guy but I can't talk to him because the way his voice is like it's just the intricacies it's just a little too high it's just a little too low do y'all do that shit in real life cuz if you don't then shut the fuck up why do you do it when you watch cartoons it's not that serious bro jesus fucking christ and like it goes back to say it's fucking cartoons yeah, I said it. Japanese cartoons. Get over yourself. Stop being gatekeepers. Just be happy. More people are enjoying what you enjoy. Because at the end of the day, it allows you to have more conversations with different types of people from different type walks of life. Me, somebody who's been gone to a lot of different gaming conventions, um, which I know is not anime, obviously, but there's anime games. Uh, a lot of times I have trouble talking to people because we come from different walks of life. But one thing that we always have in common when we go to these conventions is we can talk about games. So anime can do the same thing. It can bridge gaps between people and then you can find great friends. But you're too busy being a fucking gatekeeper and a dickhead, bro. It's, it's pointless, bro. Imagine imagine how much of a loser you have to be. So, so My Hero comes on on Saturdays, right? Imagine how much of a loser you have to be to know that, to be upset that I watch the dubbed every Saturday. I know I'm two episodes ahead and I should be happy but that guy just tweeted out he just watched the dub get over yourself bro go outside get some sunshine breathe some fresh air drink some water because your life is in peril it's 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 cartoons it's not that serious we got other we got more pressing problems okay jesus fucking christ let people like what they like like i said if it don't apply let it fly but if the shoe fits fuck you all right uh (laughs) and that's my take on subbed versus dubbed live and let live as long as you're enjoying the content that's all that matters don't worry about what the next man is watching because it's none of your motherfucking business all right moving on to the next question this one's also an anime question this one comes from t's o t t c i don't know what the fuck that stands for and he wants to talk about anime and their fans. Let's get into the question. What's up, man? I'm sure that you, being so big in the African American anime community, have noticed that there's a lot of niggas out here watching anime now, and I don't really think a lot of them are actually fans. So, how do you feel about that? Why do you think it's gotten so big over the past couple years? Uh, this one kind of ties into the sub versus dub gen. I'm gonna have to honestly disagree with you. Uh Honestly, who are you to decide whether or not somebody's a real or a fake anime fan? Um, the only way you would really know is if they were like if you had like an in-depth conversation with them but it's kind of hard to tell what's a fake anime fan I think the word you're actually used looking for is casual and this kinda goes back to what I said earlier there's nothing wrong with being a casual fan it just means that you don't watch as much as the next man Um as, as far as like fake anime fans I, I don't know like what, what's wrong with more people watching anime like I said whether okay so here we go whether they are a real or a fake anime fan if they're actually consuming anime At least legally, like I said, they're helping the industry grow. More people watching means more money is flowing through the community. More money flowing means they can bring more shows over. They can do more like award shows, more uh, collaborations with your favorite content creators. I don't understand what the issue is here. Uh, And like I said, how do you determine what's a fake anime fan? Uh, just Just because you jump on late to something doesn't mean you're fake. It just means you're late to the party. As long as they're passionate about it, that's okay. But for you to say that they're fake, I don't know who in specific you're talking about. Maybe you have a friend that's fake. That I don't know. Maybe he talks about I don't know some some random anime, and you ask him questions, and he doesn't know what it what the question is. Like, uh, yeah, sure, he's fake, like because he doesn't he's not watching it. But to say there's a lot of fake in the African American community, nah. Uh, Maybe what it is is (laughs) oh, a lot of Negroes are followers. To be honest, let's be real here. Uh, maybe they were closet fans and they see that maybe their favorite content creators are talking about it more and it's maybe it's encouraged them to speak out more uh, about anime maybe like, like a lot of people are closet fans that, that's what I think it is uh, and that's okay. As long as you're consuming, that's okay but to say a lot of people are fake, I don't know where that's coming from. Uh, it's kind of hard to gauge that so I would have to disagree with you on that. That's just my take on it. Uh, moving on to some YouTube live stuff. Um, the first question comes from Charlie. Wilson and he wants to talk something about a little bit of college a little bit at university and hear what he got this up Hey man, TBH uh, I'm trying to forget to word this I'm a new college student, you know, starting off in the south, Georgia down here I'm in college at a school that is, um, let's say primarily people of the Caucus Mountains and me being a guy that is African American but well spoken, it's kind of hard for me to find in where I fit in as far as I'm too black for white people, but then too white to black people. And I'm kind of at this weird gray area to where I'm trying to find me without trying to assimilate to one side or the other, man. Uh, thanks. Um, so what I would say for you trying to, like, connect and find friends for, like, college, I would say you're in college. Everybody's open. Everybody's free. Everybody's learning. Uh, so find common ground with people. Maybe try to find a club. In your college where you can meet people so then you can connect on a common ground and like see if they have I'm, I'm gonna assume because you listen to me you're a gamer uh, did I just assume that is problematic my bad man uh, I hope you're a gamer <laughs> or you like anime something like that some geek shit maybe try to look and see if your university has a gaming or an anime club usually they do if they do I would say join it then when you join you can meet people and they may not look like you they may not talk like you but this kind of goes back to what i said in the in the podcast earlier when i go to gaming conventions a lot of times or uh like i have go to gaming like business meetings a lot of times i'm the only black person in the room and like it can be daunting because a lot of times white folks will never understand this but a lot of times when you're the only person color a room and you're the only person of color in the room you you're representing your whole race how you act Is how they're gonna unfortunately, not everybody, never not every not everybody's like this, but a lot of people unfortunately will base their entire opinion on the black race based off how you act. So you gotta, you know, be a star pupil and all this stuff. Um So yeah, I I get I get what you're coming from. I, I deal with that shit all the time. The main thing is but like I said, we have gaming in common, so I know I can talk to them about games, and especially if I'm in an event. Like about a specific game. Let's say I go to like an Assassin's Creed event and we we just got done playing a session of Assassin's Creed. I'll be like, Hey, what do you think about the game? Oh, this, that, and the third. Oh, well, I thought about this, that, and the third. By the way, I'm such and such. This is what I do. Da 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 da. This is how i met a lot of cool people. Um, and to like you can collaborate and shit like that. And it's the same thing in like real life, like when you go into college. Like I said, maybe try to find a club, uh, gaming anime club, maybe sports, whatever you're into, and then Talk to people, and you'll have that... That icebreaker will be the gaming. If it's the gaming club, it'll be gaming. That icebreaker will be anime. If it's anime club, it's sports, it'll be sports. Find something that can help you create an icebreaker. Um, If you don't want to do that, uh, you want to try some more bold shit, maybe try... uh, A lot of times, I remember when I was in university... A lot of times there'd be people that'd be eating by themselves. They didn't even look weird. Like, (laughs) uh, they didn't look like a school shooter or nothing like that. Like, they just looked like they maybe were struggling to make friends like you. Because a lot lot of times people go through the same shit that you're going through, but they just don't, they they don't express it. And then you never know that you have that thing in common. Maybe when you go, when you're in college and you're eating, if you see somebody sitting by themselves, go sit next to them. Maybe like, hey, is this seat taken? Nine times out of ten, they're going to say no. Start eating. Hey, by the way. I'm such-and-such. Such. Oh, I'm such-and-such. Such. Oh, yeah, man. I'm, I'm I'm, new here, man. I'm having a hard time making friends. But like, Oh, me too, dog. You, know, dog, 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 dog. you know what I'm saying? Like, make it a goal for yourself to find somebody who's sitting alone. um, Or maybe you just, you know, hop into the deep end and hop into a group of people or something like that. I wouldn't recommend hopping into a group of people, but uh, females are usually a lot more friendlier, too. I've always been good at talking to females. Like, dudes can be like, yeah, dudes be acting like you want something from them or some shit like that, but, uh, like, if you go sit with, like, a group of females, a lot of times they'll talk to you. I remember that, like, women were very friendly in college. Uh, uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> if, you, if you catch my drift, um, what's the name? I remember when I was, like, 15, uh, I was doing some training with my cousin uh, down south in Atlanta. And he once told me. That uh, if you want to grow, you got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable, if that makes sense. Uh, the only way you're ever going to grow is you have to be uncomfortable. You will never grow being in your comfort zone because your comfort zone is where you're comfortable. So you got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Um, and I think a good example of that is just like puberty. When you go through puberty, what is that? That's you being uncomfortable. Like your body's going through weird changes. You're growing. Your bones ache and shit like that. And it's weird. It's awkward. And you're uncomfortable. But you're growing. Mm. And that's my thoughts. That's what I would recommend. Those are two recommendations. I don't. That's what I can think of off the top of my head. I wish I had more to say with that, but hopefully that did help you, man. You're just gonna have to open up, and you're just gonna have to be get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Because at the end of the day, that's what it takes. And you're gonna make some great friends in college if you actually make the effort. Friends that, are, like I said in a previous podcast, they can help you a long, a long way, uh a long way uh, all throughout your life. Like your college friends are people that you're gonna keep in contact for a long time, especially if you join like uh, one of them. One of them things, one of them things, Ace is a part of the, the fraternities or whatever, the Alpha Beta, Sigma, Danton, Dog, Candy Cane, Oil, Baby Up, motherfuckers. Uh, yeah, it's good It's good for networking. So the basic thing is you're just, you just going to, it's honestly, it's pretty simple. you just going to have to come out your comfort zone, dog. It is what it is. Uh, otherwise, you know, it, it might sour your experience. So I would just say get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Um the next question i got comes from the world breaker and he wants to talk about a little bit about youtube um all right let's get into this one yo what's up Ogage? um my question for you is what's like the best it may be, skill that you should learn to maybe you know get started on youtube as far as maybe like you know, graphic design like you said you, know, you started computer science and everything so what do you think is a good skill to maybe get into, so maybe start getting into YouTube. All right, so the power of knowledge is in your pocket. Um, the number one thing I've talked about this on the stream a lot of times, the thing that pisses me off a lot about people is um, people claim they wanna learn, they wanna do better. And this doesn't apply to the person that I'm just, I'm kinda making the question, the answer a little bit longer. This doesn't apply to you that asked the question, but people act like they wanna learn, they wanna do better, and this, that, and the third, but they don't wanna take the time to Google nothing. You have the power of every, you have the power to know whatever the fuck you want. In the in your pocket because you have a smartphone and you take it everywhere and you don't want to take the time to learn anything bruh that's the first thing i would recommend and enjoy what's the, what i'm looking what i'm looking for enjoy the search process enjoy the struggle enjoy the research that's the first thing that uh, you're gonna have to learn to love because in order to prosper you're gonna have to you have to research a lot of things what's seo how to make a thumbnail how to edit um how to find collaborations uh, what's a network Like you're going to have to look into a lot of things so I would say enjoy the process of learning is the first skill set that I would say if you don't have that already if you, I'm going to assume that you do Though I'm going to assume that you do because you asked this question and you're trying to learn. Uh, no, another thing is you basically want to get on YouTube and whatever video editor that you're using I don't know let's say you're using Premiere you want to go on and learn the basics of how to do Premiere how to import a video what's the timeline I don't use Premiere so I can't give you any tips on that. I use Final Cut Pro. But whatever video editor you choose to use, whatever you think is best for you, go on YouTube. And there are so many freaking channels on YouTube that will teach you the basics, more advanced stuff. I can't tell you how many times I was editing, fam. And like, I wanted to do something, but I didn't know how to do it. So I literally just uh, m- minimize my video editor and I pull up my web browser and I'll watch like a little 10 minute tutorial. And like, I'll just follow it step by step. And after like two or three times of you doing it, You learn it like that, like it's in your head and you don't have to watch any tutorials like that. So don't be afraid, even in mid-edit, to just pull up a tutorial and learn how to do something for yourself. As far as like graphic design, same thing. Just honestly, YouTube, I've learned everything from YouTube. I know Ethos said the same thing. Uh, Most content creators that I know have said the same thing. Get your ass on YouTube and just learn, learn, learn. Subscribe to different editing channels and learn different things. How to use Photoshop, how to use a video editor. Um, Because it's powerful stuff. Uh, The homie Mav. I know he went to, uh, da, 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 da. he went to film school, Mavetak, uh, follow him on YouTube, hit the subscribe button to him. He went to uh, film school and he told, he has a degree in film, or like editing or something like that. And he told me I know just as much as him and he, he paid for college. So he's like, he's like, why did I even go? I was like, damn, I didn't like, that's how good tutorials are online. Do not underestimate um the type of content that people are produce just don't just don't look at those uh those tutorials that don't the the ones that people that they don't speak they just type those shits are terrible make sure they're speaking in it they're clear they're vocal about what they want because i think that's really what's going to help you and just enjoy the grind because it is a grind um i wish i had something better to say but it's honestly pretty simple just open yourself up to something new and really taking the time to uh actually learn uh, Yeah, that's all I got on that for the basic at least just for basics of YouTube Uh, The next question that I got it comes from Lord dark skin one three aka 13. And uh, he wants to talk about Advertisements let's get into it TPH, I just wanted to get your take on ads You know another plague on YouTube when people like to load their videos with a bunch of ads for revenue and stuff and saying that you need to pay for your bills do you think you should add like another ad into your videos for the hard work and the great content that you make for us or would you look at that as in a bad way like selling out or something okay my take on advertisements is let's just get into advertisers period if you hate ads on the internet i hate to break it to you without ads none of this content that you enjoy whether it's me or somebody on youtube twitch a website it would not exist because at the end of the day, people have bills. If you want full-time content, people have to make some type of some type of income to uh, so that they can pay their bills. Ads are important, and when you use ad block, you are fucking people up in their earnings. Uh, now, don't get me wrong; I use Adblock block myself, and it's okay to use ad block when it comes to websites that have intrusive ads. And by intrusive ads, you know what I'm talking about. Those ads were like um. What's the name? Like, you will it'll it'll pop up, and then you hit X, and another one will pop up, and it's like it's like basically a fucking virus. AdBlock is okay for those websites, um, but when it comes to like content creators, if you really love them, like I whitelist everybody that I enjoy, and I watch their ads, and I would hope that you whitelist me too, because I got bills. Um, but when it comes to ads on YouTube, they're good because people got to pay their bills, but they can also be bad. I feel like people are abusing them. My approach to ads is, I always feel like I want to hit that sweet spot between me trying to pay my bills but also not ruining the viewers experience i get why he's asking this question a lot of people are ruining people's experiences and giving them a bad idea of what ads actually are because they're money hungry and a lot of people in the in the in the 2k community on youtube they do this shit bro i noticed so for those of you i'm about to give you guys a gem for those of you who don't know um if you are if if you're partnered on youtube or you strive to be partnered i'm going to give you a little gem if you make a video that's 10 minutes or longer you're allowed to insert ads yourself if you don't If the video is nine minutes and 59 seconds or less, basically you just get a pre roll ad at the beginning and that's the only one you can get. But if you make a 10 minute video or longer, you can enter, you go into your settings and you can insert ads where you want them to play and you can put as many as you want. Now, the way that I approach it is, For the GI podcast, let's say something like that, right? The GI podcast, let's say it's two hours. If the podcast is two hours, I will place an ad every 20 to 25 minutes because I feel like that's fair. You're consuming a good amount of content before you get another ad. So I feel like it's not ruining your experience because too many ads is just going to piss the person off. And then they're going to click off your video versus someone like in the 2K community. They'll release a 10 minute video and they'll have eight ads on that bitch, like one every minute and a half. That is a uh, that is absurd. You're money hungry, and that's why I be clicking off on a lot of their videos. So I understand why people hate ads. Uh, they can be good and they can be bad. I just think it's how people approach them. A lot of people are money hungry, and they just don't know any better. I look at it like because like a TV show is like TV shows like 30 minutes, uh, and you get like what two to three ads a show. It's not too bad. Uh, like I said, if I if I have a long video, then and it's two hours i'll put it like every 20 minutes now if it's a 10 minute video i'll put one ad at the five minute mark and that's it like i don't want to put a bunch of ads all over my show because at the end of the day i, I my show my videos at the end of the day i want you to watch the video too um so if you're on youtube i don't know why you asked this question i don't know if you hate them or if you're thinking about putting ads but the main thing is uh i say try to find that strike that balance between think about your viewer and their experience and then also you trying to make a little bit of extra money Uh, I know YouTube is just announced they're coming out with unskippable ads like next month So it'll be interesting to see how the community adopts that if they will abuse it Um, I don't even know how that's gonna work I don't know if they found a workaround for adblock, but that should be interesting. I think Um, other than that I think they're a good thing. I just feel like there's some bad seeds out there that are Basically ruining it for everybody else and hopefully they will stop But they probably won't because they really need those 10 ads a video. They really need it um Moving on to the music side of things, uh, I only got one thing, one recommendation. Check out Aminé's new album. I don't know what it's called, but I liked it. I listened to it like three times. I don't even know the name of these damn albums. Hold on, let me let me open my Spotify up. Y'all about to hear me type. I hate that Aminé's name looks like fucking anime, bro. Uh, let's see. Let me go to my playlist. Aminé. So his new album is called 1.5. Check out that album. I listened to that. Pretty dope. Got good, dope, uh, good production, good lyrics. Um, it's a vibe. It's a vibe. I definitely like it. It's got some good, uh, some good, uh, got a G G-her- a G Herbo, uh, what's her name? Uh, collaboration on there. I liked it. Um, definitely check out Amino's album. I know Boss's album just dropped. I haven't got it dropped like last night, from which I'm recording this, so I didn't get a chance to listen to it. But next week I'm probably gonna come back and give you my opinion on the Boss album. I've been hearing really good things about it. I loved his last album, so. Uh, if you need something new to listen to, I definitely say check out Aminé's album. It's his name is spelled A M I N E, but the E has an apostrophe, so it looks like fucking anime almost. But well, no, there's no no end at the beginning, but Aminé, uh, Aminé, A M I N E, apostrophe E, okay. Or just look at my playlist on Spotify, fit for Hokage. You'll find them on there. Uh, and just click his name, and it'll show you all his discography. So I recommend checking that out. I really like that shit. Um, if there's any other projects I need to know, let me know. Leave a voice message for me I need to, if you want me to check it out. Uh, or just tweet me at Mr. underscore IKeepItReal. Um, that's my Twitter. Or on Instagram, it's at the.black.golokage. You can find all the links to my social media in my profile uh, on anchor.fm slash theblackokage. And the reason I'm plugging all this stuff is because that's all I got on my show notes this has uh been i think we're on episode five i think of hokage thoughts um hopefully you guys enjoyed it uh hopefully enjoyed my rambling i felt like i was all over the place but I think we got some good topics. I think I gave, I dropped a few gems. I know you guys really loved last week's episode. Y'all said, I, you know, it's funny too. I was actually, I almost scrapped that episode when I was done editing it because I wasn't sure if people were going to like it because it was just, honestly, it was a straight Q&A session. I didn't really have anything in any news that uh interested me. But you guys left a lot of questions and I just tried to answer them to the le- best of my ability. And a lot of people said, at least in my Twitch chat, they told me that was the best episode so far. They felt like I gave a lot of good life advice. And when, when I talk about life stuff, guys, hey, it's just my opinion. It's not fact. It's not law. I'm just sharing you what I think my experiences. Hopefully, you guys enjoy it. It seems like you guys do. And when you say those kind words, it keeps me motivated to keep coming back every week and talking my bullshit. But anyway uh yeah hit the subscribe button i'm broke uh (laughs) on anchor.fm slash the black hokage other than that like i said this is all i got on my show notes i'd like to thank you guys for listening once again i will see you guys next week unless i'm sick or like i break my leg or some shit like that or i don't know unless something comes up you'll know on twitter if something comes up but yeah i'll see you guys again other than that uh once again this has been hokage thoughts